exploring the principles of Sharanagati uh, through the songs of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Um, this is part two. Um, so we will just start with our Mangalacharan prayers to our teachers and the Lord to uh, pray for blessings and guidance. <laughs> Chakshurun militam jena tasmai shri gurvena maha. Siddhantotpal sarinityarasikam hangsang vilasatmakam. Audariakya sudhama sevakatanam vishurumba bhakti pradam. Yachna yukti vichakshanam dhakapitu vaishishta shaktiyasada. Vandeham tripurari namakayatim shri bhakti vedantinam. Vanchakalpatarupyascha kripa sindhubya evacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namonamaham. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadatara Shri Vasari Gaurabhakta Vrinda. Ajanulambita pujal kanakavadato Sankirtanaika pitaro kamalaya takshu Vishvambharo dvijavaro yugadharma palo Vande Jagat Priyakaro Karunangataro Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito Gododaye Pushpavanto Chitro Shandotamonito Vande Ham Shri Ramakrishna Abhaya Charanasako Sukado Paramanando Sundaro Subalapriyo He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostite Dabta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Brindabaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hare Priye Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Shri Gaudiya Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai Shri Gurudev Ki Jai Anandakuti Vaishnava Rinda Ki Jai Jai Shri Shumitai Gauranga Hari Paul. So, yes, welcome. Nice to uh, be with you again. Um, the last time that we gave um, a talk on this subject was back in June. So it's quite a few months ago. And, um, yeah, back then we did... Uh, we studied um, the song Shuddha Bhakata um, of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And uh, as it turned out, as I was planning that class and realised how it corresponded with the first limb of Sharanagati, um, then I realised that this could potentially be a series and that next time we could do a song of Bhaktivinoda Thakur that corresponds with the second limb and so on. Um so, uh, yeah, so that's the plan for today. Um, the, the six limbs of Sharanagati are mentioned in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, Madhya Leela, chapter 22, um, verse 100, in a verse that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu speaks when he's instructing Srila Sanatan Goswami. Um, so the six divisions of surrender as quoted in the verse, I will read the verse. Anukulyasya sankalpa pratikulyasya varjanam rakshishyati tivishvaso guptritve varanam tata 
The six divisions of surrender are the acceptance of those things favorable to devotional service, the rejection of unfavorable things, the conviction that Krishna will give protection, the acceptance of the Lord as one's guardian or master, full self-surrender and humility. So that's as spoken by Mahaprabhu. And um, the great Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, um, you know, he's written hundreds and hundreds of songs, but he has written one particular whole book of songs dedicated to this topic, this Sharanagati, um, which um, <clears throat> contains the six six sections, so the six limbs of Sharanagati, and then in each section there is there's a collection of songs that correspond and go along um, with those limbs. So um, yeah, so since in the last class we ex we explored the first limb, the accepting favorable things um, for devotional service. So today we are going to look at the second limb, which is called. Pratikulyasya Varjanam, which means the rejection of things unfavorable to devotional service. Um, so this particular section of songs uh, in the book, um, it contains four songs in that section. Um, sorry, I'm just organizing my notes. Okay, Shraddha Devi. Um, yeah, so there's four songs in that section. Um, the first song is about um, reject rejecting and avoiding um, philosophies of where the goal is liberation or material enjoyment. Uh, so basically the paths of jnana and karma. Um, so those have, because those have some sort of like selfish ideal, you know, we're, we're kind of thinking of our, ourselves and you know, our own enjoyment first. Um, so because our ideal is like pure bhakti, uh, we, we don't, without any notion of of putting ourselves first or our own pleasure first, you know, as we know, love is unselfish. That is the characteristic of love. Um, we don't think of ourselves first. So, um, uh, so yeah, and there's obviously the famous definition of pure bhakti according to um Srila Rupa Goswami and his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the famous verse 1, 1 11. Um, And it's mentioned in there specifically about that pure bhakti is devoid of karma and jnana. So that verse, which many of you probably know already, Anya Bilashita Shunyam, Jnana Karma Dhyanavritam, Anukulyena Krishnanu, Shilanam Bhakti Ruttama. And the translation of that is the highest bhakti is defined as continuous service or emotions direct directed towards Krishna, his expansion forms, or others related to him with a pleasing attitude towards Krishna. It should be devoid of desires other than the desire to please the Lord and unobstructed by impersonal jnana, the materialistic rituals of karma, or other unfavorable acts. So that's uh, just, I mentioned that verse because it sort of ties in, like I say, in this section of Bhaktivinotakura's songbook of Sharanagati, this section of um, Anukulyasya 
um, Varjanam. Sorry, Pratikula. Sorry, Pratikula Yasya Varjanam in this section. So the four songs. So the first song is about avoiding those paths of karma and gyan. And then the second song in that section is the one that we're going to sing today. And we're going to study that one today. And that one contains like quite a variety of helpful instructions to guide us. And um, the third song in that section is kind of mainly, well, it is mainly about rejecting Mayavad philosophy. Um, and the fourth song in that section is um, is interesting because it's actually from from the perspective of the spiritual world. So in that song, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur is um, coming from the perspective of, of his own um, Swarup um, in, as a servant of Radharani, um, the mood of Radhadasyam. And in that fourth song, he's sort of he's speaking about kind of situations in the spiritual world, which he would um, avoid or reject um, because they're opposed to the surface of Radharani. Um, so, yeah, so I thought out of all those four songs, I thought the second one would be good to go through because it's quite, like I say, it's quite varied. And there's a number of different things that we can sort of speak a little bit about. Um so what we'll do is we'll I'll share the screen, we'll sing the song all the way through, and then <clears throat> we'll read the whole translation, and then we'll just go through verse by verse, um, just say, saying a few things about some of the things that we come across. So I will share the screen, um, and hopefully this should work okay. Um, Okay, so hopefully you can see that. Okay, I probably will have to, um, I'll have to, I can't fit the whole song in. It's nine verses, but just I can't fit the last line in. So I'll have to scroll it up a bit as we get to the end, I suppose. Unless, hmm, maybe that works. If, oh, maybe not. Let's see if I can scroll it up a little bit. Anyway, now I'll probably have to move it whilst we're singing, but we'll try to play cartels at the same time. Um. So what I'll do is I think everybody else is muted. So we'll keep everyone muted just because it's difficult to do call and response singing on Zoom because the responses usually come in at different times. But, um, you know, please do sing the response. Um, and I'll try to, like, you know, I'll allow the time for that. So this is song two from Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Sharanagati section on bhakti pratikula bhava varjanangikar to reject activities that are unfavorable for devotional service to krishna okay sorry i'm just organizing my bits of paper in my books here okay shrida bhakti Tuva bhakti prati kula Dharma yate roya Parama jatane Pratikula 
जाने जाने पर भक्तिरा बाधी का स्पृह भक्तिराधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधिकाधि
I shall never reside at a place unfavorable for devotional practices, and may I never take pleasure in non-devotional works. I will read no book opposed to pure devotion, nor listen to any explanation which disagrees with pure devotional principles. I will never regard as sacred any place where Lord Gauranga is rejected. Any knowledge hindering pure devotional service I consider worthless. Any season which poses obstacles to the execution of devotional service shall find no favour with me, and I will consider all relatives or family members averse to pure devotion as strangers. I will abandon all desires that hinder devotion and never accept food offered to me by non-devotee atheists. I vow to promptly shun whatever I know <clears throat> to contradict pure devotion. This I strongly promise. Bhaktivinoda, falling at the feet of the Lord, begs for the strength to give up all obstacles to pure devotion. So I think I will just stop sharing the screen there just to make it easier to see you. Um, and we'll, yeah, we'll go through um, go through the verses. It's a really nice song. I'm not. Re I'm really not familiar with this song at all. I've never sort of. I mean, I've just sung it a few times practicing for this class, but um, I've never actually sung it um, as a budget program or anything like that. But it's 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 very nice. Um, so we've got the first. So the first verse, he's saying, "Tua bhakti pratikula dharma yate roi parama jatane." With great care and attention, I will give up all those activities that are unfavorable for rendering devotional service unto you. So paramayatane means with great care. So um, immediately we get a sense of um, like clarity and determination from Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur that he's like, he's determined in this with great care, with great attention. I'm, I'm going to do this. Um, so he's conscious of like the difference between um, things that are favorable and things that are not favorable. So I guess I was thinking we can kind of analyze that in our own lives as well. Um, that, you know, there are activities that give us feeling of, of greater connection and consciousness of the Lord. Um, and, and, and those that don't, those that take away our focus, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of, it's not sort of kind of black and white. It's kind of, um, um, you know, obviously there's obvious things like when we're direct, like, you know, in association with great devotees like our spiritual master or, you know, it's then obviously we, we get a, a, a greater feeling of connection. And, um, but yeah, in, in our day to day lives, um, yeah, then, then I guess we, uh, yeah, we just we, we want to try to, uh, do more of the things that are that that do help us to feel more connected and um and i guess yeah i mean i guess we have to do what we have to do there may be things that we have to do which which are not necessarily like pure devotional service but um but we will come to that in a sec when we talk about the second verse because it doesn't mean that we have to become affected by those things so because in the second verse should Thakur, he say he says that he will not I will not associate with people who are averse to your devotional service. 
I will never see the faces of those who are envious of Lord Gauranga. Um, so this what he said. He's saying so the people that he's who's saying are averse. He's saying tua bhakti bahir muka bahir muka. That's like the word that he describes for people um, that are not 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 devotees. So he's saying sangana koribo. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take their association. Um, bahir muka. So that this this phrase bahir muka comes up again in the sixth verse which we'll come to. But uh, essentially, uh, there's there's one lecture where Prabhupada says that Bahir Mukha means, um, and means what does he say? Uh, uh, he says Bahir Mukha means not devotee of Krishna. Um, but like, so we know like Mukha means face. Like Mukha, there's a name of Radharani Hema Muki, that she has a golden face, Mukha. Um, and um, Bahir, Bahir means like, um, outside or or external uh, or like e extrovert uh, so basically i guess i would think that bahir mukha means like someone whose focus is outside um you know external you know looking for their enjoyment or their fulfillment in um external material things um so like Al Guru Maharaj, he sometimes says, like, go within or go without. <laughs> because, you know, externally we can't get what we're what we're seeking. Um, um, but so those who those who are only concerned with that, with with looking externally for 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 outside material things, actually Bhakti Vinod Thakur says that he doesn't he doesn't take their association. Um, and this, I was thinking, this also corresponds with the, the second verse of the Nectar of Instruction, where Sri Rupa Goswami um, states like six things that are not favourable for the execution of pure devotional service. Um, and that verse in in uh, Upadeshamrita is Atyahara praya prayasascha prajalpo niyamagraha jana sangash chalolyamcha shadbhir bhaktir vinashyati. And the translation is one's devotional service is spoiled when he becomes too entangled in the following six activities. One, eating more than necessary or collecting more funds than required. Two, over endeavouring for mundane things that are very difficult to obtain. Three, talking unnecessarily about mundane subject matters. Four, practicing the scriptural rules and regulations only for the sake of following them and not for the sake of spiritual advancement, or rejecting the rules and regulations of the scriptures and working independently or whimsically. Five, associating with worldly-minded persons who are not interested in Krishna consciousness. And six, being greedy for mundane achievements. So that fifth principle there, that associating with worldly-minded persons, in this verse it's called Jana Sangha. Jan, um, I guess Jan means kind of like the people in general, doesn't it? Um, so association with, with like worldly-minded people. Um, so I'm sort of corresponding that with the same as the Bahir Mukha, like the external sort of pe people. In the, in the purple of, of um, Nectar of Instruction, there's a there's a paragraph where Prabhupada just talks a bit more about the meaning of that jana sangha. So I'll just read that little bit of the of Prabhupada's purport. So he says that jana sangha refers to associating with persons not interested in Krishna consciousness. One should strictly avoid such association. 
Srila Naratam Das Thakur has therefore advised us to live only in the association of Krishna conscious devotees, Bhaktasane Vasa. One should always engage in the service of the Lord in the association of the Lord's devotees. Association with those engaged in a similar line of business is very conducive to advancement in that business. Consequently, materialistic persons form various associations and clubs to enhance their endeavours. For example, in the business world, we find such institutions as the Stock Exchange and Chamber of Commerce. Similarly, we have established the International Society for Krishna Consciousness to give people an opportunity to associate with those who have not forgotten Krishna. This spiritual association offered by our ISKCON movement is increasing day by day. Many people from different parts of the world are joining the society to awaken their dormant Krishna consciousness. So that's what Prabhupada says about that. And obviously, but the thing is, it's not it's not really black and white, is it? Um, you know, what does that really mean? Like associating with people. I always think it's quite a nuanced topic um, because most of us, I mean, well, many of us don't live in temple ashrams. Um, we may have done in the past, but we may not be doing that now. Um, and so we, it's kind of unavoidable that to interact with people in, in the outside world, um, you know, through our work or, you know, just now sort of general lives. So like, but so I think when, like, when it's spoken about avoiding that association and not having that association, my, my understanding is that that when we talk about sangha or like association, um, it means like or like take, taking association. It means like becoming affected um, by it. So, um, so I, I think that interacting with others, whether they're you know people who are not interested in Krishna consciousness, it doesn't doesn't mean that you have to become affected by them. Um, you know, and, and actually, especially if they're like kind of innocent people, actually, in many ways, people can be like engaged in service some, somehow or other, you know, um, it's not that you have to like avoid, avoid like interacting with them. But I, I was thinking like, you know, by our daily, you know, we have our daily sadhana that we do every day, you know, reading and chanting, and we try to internally remain sort of focused. Um, and I was thinking that by that that daily practice and our internal focus, that we can still interact with others and it doesn't have to affect our own determination. Um, and actually, in regards to this, I've just I've made a note here of one of my favorite quotes that I wrote down some years ago as I was listening to a Q&A of our, um, our Guru Maharaj Bhaktivedanta Swami, Bhaktivedanta Tripurari Swami, um, we, uh, I was listening to a Q&A and uh, it's from May 2017 and it's about um, it's about that internal focus um, and I really like it and I'm hoping one day to get it printed on a t-shirt back to front so that when you look in the mirror you can read <laughs> and I'll um, share this quote with you. So, so Al Guru Maharaj, he says that um, in sadhana bhakti we become a sadhaka. It's a huge thing. Everyone wants to become a Siddha, but to become a Sadaka, it's described by Rupa Goswami, is a huge accomplishment. And it's very fulfilling in and of itself to be able to look at our Guru in the eye and the Vaishnavas or ourself in the mirror and say, I'm a Sadaka. This is what I am. This is what my life is orbiting around. 
There are other things like my station, my situation as a householder or as a monastic, for example, that I'm doing. But this is the central hub around which everything I'm doing is orbiting. And this is my trajectory that I'm moving in the direction of the ideal of to attain prema. So I really like that that quote of, of Guru Maharaj that, you know, it's really nice just to, to remember this. Um, so, so my understanding is that, you know, if that is our internal focus, then um, when when these great devotees like Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur and um, Rupa Goswami and Srila Prabhupada, when they're saying about, you know, avoiding association with like worldly minded people or, you know, um, those who, 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 seek externally uh, it doesn't mean that you can't interact with them i've i've always thought that you know or not always but i've come to realize that um it means you just you don't have to like take their association but um you know as long as we're we're kind of determined in ourselves um so yeah we try to stay strong in our own faith and our practices and um and yeah in this way we can we can help those sort of worldly minded people that might just be innocent or unaware of of um spiritual truths when we do interact with them um and that doesn't necessarily mean by preaching you know like being preachy it can just just simply be by by your example and like you know that's the best way to teach really isn't it i know in um in terms of like child psychology you know i have i have a daughter she's she's a teenager now but i remember you know over the years i've read quite a lot about child psychology and there's that funny phrase isn't there that you know children not just children but anyone really well maybe specifically children learn in three ways by example by example and by example <laughs> that only they doesn't matter how much you tell them or whatever you know so so yeah just by our own example um being fixed we can we can also help others um so then in this verse he says that um goranga virodhijan so those are the that means that the, the the people who are envious of Lord Goranga, um, and he says that he will never see their faces. Um, so um, yeah, the word virodhi, Goranga virodhi jan virodhi means like hostile or opposed. Um, so he's saying that he never sees the face of those people, um, and I was thinking that kind of ties in with the sort of madhyam. Adhikari understanding that um, a Madhyam Adhikari avoids the envious. So that seems to be what's being described here. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on to verse three. So, in verse three, um, he says, uh, I will not reside in a place that is unfavorable for cultivating devotional service to you, and I will not, and I will not be attached to any activities that are detrimental to devotional service. So not attached to them. So I guess, you know, like I say, we do what we have to do, but don't have to be particularly attached. And then verse four, he is saying, um, Bhaktira Virodhi, that word Virodhi is coming up again, Virodhi Granta, Patana Koribo, Bhaktira Virodhi Vyakya, Kabuna Shunibo. I will never study any literature that contradicts the conclusions of devotional service. And I will never hear a scriptural commentary or discourse that does not advocate your devotional service. So, um, yeah, we mentioned at the start of this class that the other songs in this section of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's book, the song, specifically songs one and three in this section, they are specifically about, you know, rejecting the philosophies that are opposed to Bhakti. 
Um, and then, yeah, and and I guess he's he's emphasizing the importance of the of bhakti shastras for our own advancement. And um, you know, again, that's something we can experience practically through through the bhakti shastras, through actually reading the Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita, we can feel, um, you know, more connection and more closeness and we can feel our, you know, some development of our bhakti the more we read. And, um, but yeah, as I mentioned, yeah, this, so this virodhi word is coming up again. So anything that's opposed or hostile towards it, he's, um, he's not, he's not going to have anything to do with that. Um, Okay, so then verse five, he's saying, I do not accept as holy places, Tirtha, Tirtha is a holy place. He, he won't accept any place as a Tirtha where Lord Gauranga has not visited. So I think, yeah, I think in this, um, what does he say here? Any. Okay, so in the yeah, in the translation we just read, he's saying any place where Lord Chaitanya is rejected. In one translation, it says any place that Lord Goranga has not visited. And in another translation, uh, I think in this Gaudiya, uh, Sri Gaudiya Gita Gucha, is it here he says? Yeah, any place unrelated to Lord Goranga, he doesn't consider it to be a holy place. So any any place that's unrelated to Lord Chaitanya. Um, and then he says, I consider that knowledge, that knowledge, any karma or jnana, to be most insignificant or worthless, which does not encourage my performance of devotional service. So regarding like holy places, I remembered that there's a bit in um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Sri Navadvip Dham Hatmiya, um, where he mentions, I remember reading it many years ago, and there's a part where he mentions that in Kali Yuga, that all the Tirthas, all the holy places, their spiritual potency is decreasing in Kali Yuga. But he says, except for Mayapur, except for Mayapur Dham, he says that, that that potency is increasing. So it's nice, actually, quite significant at the moment, because um, I mentioned our, our, our Guru Maharaj, and he's, he's keen to... Um, to have a place to to reside in Mayapur. Um, so yeah, um, to, they're losing their potency. Um, and then, yeah, so when he's saying he considers any knowledge to be most insignificant that doesn't encourage performance of devotional service. And um, so Bhaktivinoda Thakur, as we know, has met and written many songs and some of them have uh, talked expanded a bit more on this kind of like uselessness of material knowledge um and actually one of my favorites that um i used to listen to uh, is called uh, vidyara vilase and it is actually it's in the sharanagati book um so maybe in the future we can cover that song but um there's a wonderful verse where he's basically talking about how his whole life that he was collecting all this like kind of scholarly knowledge but then as his as he's getting older and older he's realizing that he's like he's lost the power to enjoy through the senses and that he's realized that all this material knowledge that he accumulated he says it has now become like a um a pointed shaft or an arrow and it's piercing my heart with the intolerable burning pain of ignorance <laughs> and i was just thinking wow that's amazing but actually one uh, 
I mean, anyway, it's funny. I don't know. I mean, anyway, I'll say this anyway, because I always found it interesting. I don't know if anybody here used to listen or listen listened to Bob Dylan, but there's a Bob Dylan song, Tombstone Blues, and he actually says the same thing in that. <laughs> there's a verse where he sings like, um, I wish I could write you a melody so plain that could hold you, dear lady, from going insane, that could ease you and cool you and cease the pain of your useless and pointless knowledge. <laughs> so it seems to be like there's like some principle there that it's like a pain caused, you know, we just accumulate all this useless knowledge. And and actually last week I was just, uh, there was a devotee who came to visit Brighton and he was giving a class and he mentioned that material knowledge actually um, burns the heart, which I thought was quite interesting. But I thought, well, that, that kind of, that goes along with what um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is saying. And, um, so yeah, he's he's saying here that um, like he's just he, he's just con- anything that does not encourage performance of bhakti, he's just just going to consider it worthless um, and insignificant. Um, so um, so yeah, I guess as as much as we can, we we want to cultivate knowledge in devotional service um, and and not get distracted with like kind of developing knowledge about about meaningless things that doesn't help us to feel closer to Krishna. Um, I mean, we may find various things interesting, but I suppose just in the end, we, um, yeah, we don't want to have that intolerable burning pain of ignorance <laughs> in our hearts. Um, so then we've got um, verse six. Um and Bhaktivinoda Thakur is singing Bhaktira Bhadaka Kale Nakori Adar Bhakti Bahir Mukha Nija Jane Jani Par. I do not respect. So, one translation is I do not respect that time or season which I am unable to use for your devotional service. Um, or another translation was um, I never celebrate any occasion that hinders bhakti. Um, so that's quite interesting. So I guess kala, kala means like time, right? But here it could be translated as time, season, or occasion. Um, but so if if he finds that it, any any time he can't use it for your devotional service, then he doesn't he doesn't res- respect it or celebrate it. Um, and then he says, if my relatives are averse to you, I consider them to be strangers. And again, this same word is used bahir mukha. So if my uh, if if they're um, if these kind of outward seeking people, um, if my relatives are like that, then I just think of them as strangers. So he's speaking it quite simply. <laughs> um, okay, then verse seven. He's saying um, that he I will um, I will carefully give up all desires that are unfavorable for bhakti. I will not accept any food stuff offered by non-devotees. Um, yeah, so um, I guess, yeah, the food stuff, we know about the importance of prasad and Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur also has expanded the glories of prasad quite a lot. I mean, he's actually written, even in this, um, actually in this, um, I think it's in this one, in this gold, if you, you, know, if you have this gold year, um, Gita Gucha songbook, there's actually a whole section of um, songs about Prasad written by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And there's quite a 
quite a lot of them. Um, and obviously there's the famous one that, that most many devotees sing before they take prasad, you know, the Sharira Vidya Jal. Um, and he's in that verse, in that song, he's glorifying um, the abilities of prasadam to, to conquer the tongue. You know, he's saying that, you know, this body is a lump of ignorance and the senses are a network of paths leading to death and how it's very difficult to control the senses um, and the tongue is the most difficult to control. But he says that, you know, by the prasadam, we can uh, we can conquer the tongue and then, you know, it makes our senses something more than just, just a network of paths. Um leading to death oh actually that's why I've, I've, I've marked this page because I thought I'll just read the chart that, that prasad prayer there's a there's a uh, I know one translation of it but I read a different translation in this book and I will just share it with you because um I just thought it was quite nice to uh yeah just expound the glories of prasadam so Bhaktivinoda Thakur he sings oh brothers the material body is a web of ignorance and its inert senses are the cause of its ruination for they throw the soul into the ocean of material enjoyment. Among the senses, the tongue is the most greedy and wicked. It is very difficult to conquer in this world. Krishna is so merciful that he has given us his own food remnants to help us conquer the tongue. Oh, brothers, honour these nectarian foods. Sing the glories of Radha and Krishna. And with prem, call out, Chaitanya Nitai. So he's uh, yeah. So like I say, there's many songs where where Bhaktivinoda glorifies the, the the food that is made and made with love and offered with love to Krishna. Uh, lots of other songs, um, as well as the very famous um, Borga Arati song, which was uh, on that Radha Krishna Temple album. You know the one that George Harrison produced. There's that the Borga Arati is is uh, sung on there. Um, and yeah, I guess as you know, as practicing sadhakas, we we experience practically how divine it is to be able to honor the Lord's prasadam. Um, you know, it's it's such a such a fortune. Like there's there's nothing there's nothing like it. Um, and so in this verse, he's mentioning here that he won't take any food from non-devotees. I mean, the actual an ana is often commonly translated as food, but I think it strictly means grains, right? Um, ana, abhakta, so the non-devotees, abhakta pradata, if they're giving some ana, some grains, nakori grahan, I, I will not accept it. Um, so, I mean, Prabhupada also said something similar, didn't he? I think Prabhupada asked his disciples to particularly don't take grains cooked from outside um i get it because you know they say that the con the consciousness of the person who's cooking it goes into the food um so we want we want our consciousness to be as as kind of clear as possible as focused as possible and you know the 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 ideal the ideal for that would be only to take mahaprasad that's been cooked for the lord and offered for offered with love as best we can you know um yeah and then in the eighth verse Bhaktivinoda Thakur is singing that I will give up I will sorry I will carefully give up everything that is unfavorable for devotional service that is my this is my promise to you so he's promising the Lord that he's gonna you know go to this effort um to carefully try to give it all up 
um, all the things that are unfavorable. Um, and then in the ninth verse, it's very sweet actually how it ends because so Bhaktivinotaku he's he's promising the Lord that he's going to very carefully try, um, as, you know. And then but then in the last verse it's a Bhakati Vinod Podi Prabhura Charane Magaye Shaka Shakati Pratikuliera Varjane falling at the lotus feet of the Lord, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur begs for his mercy so that he will have enough strength to give up activities that are unfavorable to pure devotion. So it's really sweet, I thought, these last two verses, um, we see the, the two important elements of our advancement in devotional service. Um, that first in in the like in the eighth verse he's making he's making his promise to the lord that he will carefully make effort to 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 give up what's unfavorable but in the last verse he's begging for the for mercy for the strength to do it so our guru maharaj he sometimes says that um you know that we should practice our you know to perform our spiritual practices as if it all depends on our own effort but really knowing that nothing is possible without the mercy of the lord so the two the two elements have to be there both the um the devotee's effort and the lord's mercy um and actually when i read the translation of this that bhakti notaku he's praying that to to have enough strength to give up activities that are unfavorable praying it reminded me of um once our our guru Maharaj, I remember him saying that we should pray to um lord nityananda for the strength to um what did he say to bless us with the strength to serve our guru in a way that would be pleasing to him or her um and i thought that was very nice it's something i try to remember each day that lord nityananda can give us the the strength to do that um and also i thought at this time of year it's just, it's very fitting isn't it because at the weekend kartik is going to start the holy month of kartik um and uh as we know like you know little krishna he inconceivably allowed himself to be bound by the love of his mother due to a combination of her loving efforts putting in so much effort but also because of his grace and his mercy so they say that's like the two fingers that the rope was too short two fingers too short so she kept adding more rope but it was always two two fingers too short and then in the end, seeing all her efforts, and he became compassionate upon her and and gave her his mercy. So, yeah, I thought it was a nice nice time of year to mention that. And hopefully, although those two elements can be there in our own um, lives, especially in this upcoming beautiful Kartik month, which I'm not sure if it starts Saturday or Sunday. I don't know when the full moon is. Maybe Saturday. But yeah, so that's kind of the translation of that. Um, that song I thought we'd go through. I don't know if anybody has any comments or questions or anything to add or any thoughts. Um, please feel free to unmute. Or uh, otherwise, I guess we'll leave it there. I think there Hari is. Hari yeah, um, a verse was brought into my mind. I looked it up from the Chaitanit Charitamrit. In regards to your like talking about the Bahir Mukha um, type of like um, like approach, I think that's really important way to look at the world as a as a householder. 
Um, so we don't like become like Mahaprabhu is uh, instructing Raghunath does not to become a Markata Vairagi, like a monkey-like renunciate. Um, and he says something interesting in the, in the verse of the 16th chapter of the Madhyam, I think it's, uh, it's at 2, 239. He says, uh, you should, inside of your heart, you should always cherish Krishna, but externally you should behave like you're just materially attached devotee. So, mm. yeah, that almost like was by word with how you described, you know, how we should be, how Mahaprabhu is instructing Raghunath Das, who wants to join and renounce his life as a householder to join Mahaprabhu. But Mahaprabhu tells him, like, no, you should just be amongst uh, your family, be amongst the world, but internally be positioned like you are. You're always living with me. So, yeah, I was just reminded by, mm. by that word. That's so nice. Thank you. Thanks for sharing mm -hmm. that. Yeah, insightful yeah. class. Thank you Wonderful. very much. Yeah, I've heard some of those verses before. I don't think I've gotten up to that part in the Chaitanya Charitamrita yet because I think I'm only on about chapter um, 11 or 12 of the Madhya Leela. But did you say that was chapter 19 when he's instructing Raghunath Das? Uh, no, 16? it's chapter 16 of the 16. Madhya Leela. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I didn't get up to that point either myself, but I, I read um, some little interview by, um, by Narshinga Maharaj. And he was talking about, I mean, in his line-like way, kind of about the Markata Vairagi, like, you shouldn't be a Markata Vairagi, you should be a, should be like a, yeah, but that's a, that's a good place to kind of, kind of um, mull over the ideas that you, you brought up by the, by the Jana Sangha, like, uh, like the World the Association, which I'm sure a lot of people are, myself, at least I'm, I'm always riddled by how to, how to behave in the world and yeah, whatnot, me too. so. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you for that inspiration. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I do like those verses. I remember hearing them before, different things. He says about something about dress, don't dress kind of lavishly and don't engage in like gramya kata, that like kind of, you know, gossip and just, you know, <laughs> it's quite nice. But thank you so much. Yeah, that's great. Wow. Well, um, yeah, I guess if there's nothing else, um, then maybe we'll end there and then... Um, I don't know when the next time I'll give a talk will be, but I think we'll just continue with this series. So after an anukulyasya sankalpa pratikulyasya varjanam, rakshishyatiti vishvaso is the next principle. I'm just reading. I've got them on my written on my wall, so I'm just reading it off the wall. I'll try to remember how to surrender. Um, so that um, the third principle will be. Um, the conviction that Krishna will give protection. So uh, next time, whenever I'm due to talk again, hopefully we can find a nice song about that and uh, and talk a bit more about it. But um, thank you so much to you all for being here today and to for anybody watching uh, online or in the future on YouTube. But Hare Krishna, thank you so much for joining us. I take care of Thank you. Haribol, thank you so much. I'll try and get that printed. What you said, you, you wanted something printed on a T-shirt. I'll try. Oh, yeah, I, was, I had this plan. To do that. To, I wanted to do it for years, actually, because like I say, it was quite a long time ago that I wrote oh. down that quote. And I thought it would be great to like yeah. print them, print it on a T-shirt, like I say, backwards. So that, you know, because Guru Maharaj says in the quote that when you look at yourself in the mirror, you say like, I'm a sadhaka. This is my trajectory, oh. you know. So I thought it'd be quite good. 
and I thought you could get I could get loads of them made <laughs> and take them to like the Polish retreat or something <laughs> give them out to them. yeah that would be wonderful <laughs> but, wouldn't it let's see yeah uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, I wanted to point something more Thank out about you. that. I was reminded of when I was in Madhuvan and I was kind of thinking about leaving Madhuvan and, and going back to the mm. world. So I was listening to a class by Gurmaraj and he said, he said, answered somebody asking, so how should I do when I leave the ashram? How should I like live my life? And he said, you should live your life like you're centering it around bhakti and not the other way around. So mm. basically like be a sadaka, mm. right? What you're pointing out, right? So. Yeah, that's a that's an inspiration to me. Interesting. That's so nice. Thank you. Wow. So so again, live your life as though like with Yeah, live your life um evolved around bhakti and not the other way around. But I mean it wasn't word by word, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, but, but uh, that's yeah. Yeah. That everything is yeah, like like you said, that it's like that's, that's the traje trajectory and exactly rather yeah. rather than the bhakti being something on the edge or something, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Jai. Wow. Well, um, yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful um, Kartik month and uh, hopefully we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. see each other on um, Sunday uh, with Guru Maharaj on the call um, and the Q&A. And uh, yeah, but thank you so much. Thanks for being here. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, Rajasundari just joined. I'm sorry, we're just finishing. <laughs> um, but next time we'll uh yeah okay. next time we'll do the third yeah. third principle um and uh yeah i wish you all the best uh jai shri bhaktivedanta triparari swami guru maharaj ki jai gaurab bhaktivrinda ki jai shushi nitai gauranga ki jai shri kartik mas ki jai nitai gaurab premanande hari hari bo gauranga gauranga